Good evening, or should I say good morning, and welcome back to another episode of The Revolving Door, where I will be giving the ugly truth on matters that make most people uncomfortable. Get comfy and pour a glass. Cheers. Hello. So it's Taylor Lennon. I'm back at it again. So one of the things I want to discuss today is how social media affects people. People turn into social media whores and get social media hungry. Today I saw a video showing the killer. I think it's, um, he was the killer who did, he shot up those protesters on our peaceful protest. His name is Cal Rittenhouse. So yeah. So there was like a concert or something like that I seen on Instagram. And then like they showed like his name flashing and everybody started cheering and filming and things like that, which was definitely crazy. Um, there was a lot of comments like, oh, well, he didn't, that's crazy because he didn't even kill any black people and da, 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 da. And I'm thinking to myself, do you think that's why people are enraged? You think that's the only reason they're upset? People don't just get upset just because a black person isn't killed. We get upset when anybody is being murdered. I still don't like Casey Anthony. I still can't stand that hoe. And <laughs> I mean, to be honest, if you don't know who Casey Anthony is, look it up. Um, but yeah, I, I don't agree with anything. Or somebody was like, oh, well, I just like don't like the fact that we are over here sharing it and putting it up. Well, first and foremost, I understand where you're trying to come from. But the reality is, because I mean, we really shouldn't be sharing negative things because it just gives it more life. But the thing is, if nobody shared it, you would never know. Like, what if that was your homegirl, your bestie, your cousin, your brother, your lover in that audience, and you didn't know that person was doing all that? Then what? You know what I mean? So you do got to think about something like that. But I think sometimes people just want to say stuff just to say it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I say all the time. People, you're, sometimes people's mouths run faster than their brains can catch up. You know, people know so much but understand so little. But the thing is, a lot of people just want to be known or say something on social media. Some people just want to start arguments. You know, some people just want to troll. And I see, that's the problem. That's where things stop being genuine. Things stop being cool. Things stop being fun is when a person, you know, people just decide they want to be on social media all the time. Like, I was having discuss discussion, excuse me, before earlier talking about the Bad Girls Club. If anybody ever watched the Bad Girls Club, then you know what I'm talking about. I am a big fan of the Bad Girls Club. Um, they lasted up to season 17. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it. I had favorite seasons and favorite girls and everything like that. But I think once we got, after season seven, it stopped being like, you know, a genuine cast. Like, even the girls you couldn't stand were like, yeah, they still made the show. You know what I mean? Um, people were being real and honest. And don't wrong, producers are going inter to intervene with certain things. It's just life, okay? It just happens. But I think that after season seven is really what came, just the bullying and the, I'm just going to be this bitch because I want to be this bitch. I want to be rah, 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 and I want to be seen, and I want to be known as the baddest bad girl. Like, because we got girls like... Like, season one, I mean, I don't think that there's really, like, known bad girls from season one. Like, you could be like, yo, definitely. Probably except for Ripsy. And she's only known because she was drunk as hell that time. But I'm saying, like, Tanisha, Genevieve, even I don't like her. But Genevieve, like, you know, Hannah, Naveen, Darlene, like, Cordelia. Like, these girls set the bar for, you know, being, like, famous. Being a famous bad girl. Then you had, like... Like the Ambers on season th three, because I'll have those girls I couldn't stand for real, for real, other than them for real. And maybe like, I, I want to say, 
Ashley. Don't remember, she did Bear Girls, uh Love Games with Amber, but whatever, her. And then, no, that was Sarah, okay. But, and then, like, you had, like, um, I think I mentioned Tanisha. Maybe I did, I don't know. But then you had Natalie with season four, you know, and Flo. Like, those are memorable bad girls type stuff. Like, I think that the girls wanted so badly to be that, that they were willing to do anything to be that. Because you had season eight with Erica, no neck ass, and she constantly just, she just wanted to run the house and run everybody around her. And like with um, Amy and Mimi got rest her soul because she did pass, you know, she just wanted to run everybody. And I just couldn't like, it wasn't even like a ha ha, like, look at what she's doing. It was just like overtly annoying. It was just like, okay, you're just annoying for the sake of being annoying for the sake of, I want to be known as that chick. You know what I mean? And then I think it started getting like too serious. Like there's, don't be wrong. There's plenty of girls I liked from those seasons. Like I like season eight, I was in love with Camila. That was my girl. Uh, I didn't like the Victor's ones until later because I couldn't stand them because they were jumping on people and jumping on Elise. And I just didn't like that. Um, but like Jenna from season eight, I loved her. You know, like season nine, Christina, Erica, those are my girls. Like, I mean, Megan was fun too, but like, she was just, she was okay. You know what I mean? But, and then uh, like 10, I really enjoyed Nikki. I really enjoyed, you know, um, I did like Rocky, Shannon. I everybody else is irrelevant, but like, as soon as I'm saying, like you had Alicia during that season and she was just the most, like she just, and then Val her and Valentina together, like I liked Valentina and like the all-star battle because she was a different person, but I could not stand her with Alicia during that season. She was so annoying. Like she got on my last nerve. Like, like I loved Jayla and the twins, okay? I loved them. Hanan and Susu, those are my babies. Jasmine and Jamie from that season with Hanan and Susu, they were my girls. I could not stand Angela and Christina from the Twisted Sisters. I st uh, oh, oh. My, I still don't care for Angela at all. Like, I just don't. Because, again, bullies, they want to be loud, boisterous, all that. You know what I'm saying? Dream Dog, still don't like her to this day. You know, I don't like her. I don't like anything about her. I didn't like the way she, her, and that winner girl, whatever her real name is, because I keep calling her winner, but how they jumped on Kaylee. I just didn't respect it. You know what I mean? There's a certain thing about for me with respect and me and my cousin say this all the time Ain't no expiration date on disrespect. Like that's why I was saying social media really brings out the worst in people because everybody has this like toddler mentality where I have to be seen. People have to know me and da, 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 da. And it's just like, you don't have to do all of that. You just really don't. All you have to be is you and people will love you and people will keep, missing that because they want that love from people that don't deserve it you want your love from an audience that could care less about what you do i just talked about how people were throwing things at the baby because of what happened with him when that danny chick you think that people that these are saying people that probably bought all his albums listen to him religiously etc you think people are going to do the same thing to you because they really are 
They're going to love you in the moment. They're going to hate you later on. There's one small thing that you do that they're going to start hating you. I don't think people think about that enough. You know, but then you destroy your reputation. You destroy your character. Because especially once you are in the spotlight, everything you do from now on, people are going to watch. And people, and you're going to have to constantly play, um, damage, you have to constantly do damage control behind what you're doing. Because if you're doing it to be seen, then you better be prepared for the backlash you're going to get afterwards. What are you going to get for this? What are you going to get for that? So my advice to anybody, especially if you do want to be in the spotlight, put yourself in the spotlight in a position where it's positive. That's where I get into that. I understand about not sharing the negative things because you fuel the fire when you share all this negativity. That's where we share a common ground. Push yourself out there in a positive light. You know, if you're going to give to the needy, don't go take pictures of it. Don't be like, oh, look at me, look at me, I'm giving. Because it, it means nothing. It holds no weight no more. Be that person that you you want to be when the cameras aren't around. Like, if you want to give to the homeless, give to them. If you want to help people help, if you want to volunteer, volunteer. It doesn't have to be. Listen, the work pays for itself. You know, sometimes people don't un, like underestimate how good it feels when a person tells you how much you changed them, how much, you know how many people, because I talk about stuff like this all the time. You know how many people told me like, man, just you talking about this made a difference because I'm really working on my mental health. Like I'm working on my mental health, Instagram and stuff like that. People talk about, excuse me all the time. I, I'm so glad I was able to have you talk about it. And I'm glad to talk about stuff because a lot of people don't understand what's going on with them. And, and, and it's easy to be like, well, how does a person not understand what's going on with them? Well, it's, it's like abuse. People don't know they're in abusive relationships. And a lot of abuse has to do with who you are as a person. Like, where were you? Like, how did you grow up? You know, however you grew up, it it's really affects how you are as an adult. Because... See, people think when they hear abuse, they think about people being punched, slapped, kicked, pushed down steps, all that crazy stuff. Abuse doesn't start like that. It starts mentally, emotionally, verbally. And we think, and again, once we think of it, our brains, for some odd reason, go straight to, oh my gosh, this person said I'm a effing whore and I'm a piece of trash and they're yelling at me. It doesn't start like that. It starts with the, you need to tell me where you're at all the time. I need to know your every move. And it's never as aggressive as I said it just now, but it's like, I care about you. I love you. I just want to make sure everything's good. So could you please text me when you get there? Text me when you sit down. Text me whatever you ate. Please text me on the way home. It's stuff like that. You know what I mean? It, it the, the friend thing, you know, I don't know if I like this person as your friend, guy or girl, because you could be a woman and he could say, I don't like your girlfriends. Or you, 
you know, he kind of like, I've seen people do this where they're in relationships and everywhere they go, the person goes with them. First of all, I don't even like me that much to be around me. So <laughs> damn sure don't want my husband around me all the time. But that's how it is, you know. Um, and before you can even blink, you're in a situation where you got to walk on eggshells. So if anybody really is wondering if you're in an abusive relationship, you got to walk on eggshells around that person. Are you, because you don't have to be afraid. I remember when I was in an abusive relationship, my first one, I was not afraid. I was never afraid. First of all, I've never been afraid, but I fear nothing but God in this house. <laughs> but I just did not want to respond to things he would say sometimes because I'm like, I'm not in the mood to physically fight. If you got to feel like that, that's a problem. You know, um, another way people like keep you around, like they guilt you into being with them. They guilt you into staying. You know, you got narcissistic people, sociopathic people. Like if a person's constantly cheating on you, what is it that is keeping you there? And please, for the love of everything holy, don't say it's love, okay? That I love him or I love her has got to die, okay? Like closed casket style. A person who truly, and I really want whoever is listening to hear this, anybody who truly, truly loves and adores you will not call you out of your name. Okay? I mean, nobody. No out of your name. No, you better listen to me. No, you ain't gonna be nothing without me. Like, people that talk to you like that don't love you. Because love, don't get me wrong. I don't like when people say love isn't supposed to hurt. It is, okay? Because there's no way you're not going to hurt each other at some point. But love doesn't feel like a stab in the chest. You know, a person that loves you isn't going to be like, I love you. But I still want to, like, have sex with other people. So, yeah. Unless you agree to be in a polygamous relationship. But if you don't, and they do it anyway, that's not love. I want everybody, man and woman, to hear that. Hear me with your brain, with your heart. Because a lot of times, we don't know what type of situations we'll be in. Until we get into them. Don't get me wrong. But there's no way a person could hurt you and still care. Like, even with the abuse thing. A person can't punch you in the face and still say, I love you. It's impossible. How would you? Okay. Do you love your kids? If anybody has kids, okay, great. Would you punch them in the face? And I'm I'm taking the joke aside because I know there's plenty of parents like, oh yeah, I I, I for sure will punch my kids in the face. I feel like that all the time. I get it. No, would you really truly punch them? I mean, bloody knows your kids. No, because you love them. 
Like, don't know. I've been mad at my husband plenty of times. But I don't truly want to punch him in the face. I don't want to call him a piece of trash, a slut, a whore. Like, he's never going to be shit. I don't want to say those things to him. Even when we get into arguments and I get really pissed off, I don't want to resort to violence with my hands or my words. I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't feel like I want to talk to him like he's somebody in the street. And that's what, that's the point that I'm trying to make. Because people get to that, oh, I love this person. Like, yeah, you may love them, but do they love you? And sometimes these people that we sitting back and missing, and some people will sit, like I said this to a girl, he's my friend. Uh, I said, when you think about that you miss him, think about why you miss him. What is it about him that makes you miss him so much? Is it the security? Is it just being like, okay, well, I got a man just to say you have a man? Like, what is it? Like, <laughs> there was one time my ex said to me, I remember when this, that, and the third, and it was all this really cute stuff. And he's like, you remember that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, I just couldn't take it. I said, once he got done, I said, I remember all that. But I also remember when you thought I was sleeping with the guy who you asked, or you asked for, you told me to go ask him to drive you somewhere, and you thought I was cheating with him after I asked him, and you gripped my face up. Um, I remember that you, if I didn't catch you cheating on me, we were having a good day because that's how often you were cheating so often that it was like breathing to me. I remember when you pushed me and knocked all my shit off my dresser. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I remember you called me an effing bitch because you thought I was running around sleeping with somebody when I was just trying to talk with a girl. Me and her was having a conversation. Like, And his face was just, ooh. I'm like, yeah, I don't forget stuff like that. So it's like, when you're out here missing a person, remember what happened. You can't just, you cannot spray perfume over shit and expect it to just smell good. That's not how that works. So, again, when it comes to abuse as well, a lot of these guys are just afraid to hit other guys. And that's reality. That's that's really reality. And then the ones that aren't, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to like run and tuck your tail and be scared. You don't do that. I would never tell you to do something like that. But, you know, you can't get out of these situations. You know, one of the biggest problems with getting out of abusive situations is a lot of people tend to do this thing called <clears throat> moving in before marriage. Okay? Um, You could hate me all you want to, but... Living together is really not for a relationship. And I don't want to hear the cliche excuse of, oh, well, this is how you get to know people. Listen, you should know your partner enough before you get married to know what they, they're they like living with. You mean to tell me you haven't spent multiple nights at that person's house. People get comfortable after a while. This person's not going to always make sure their house is clean and tidy every time you come over. That's a fact. 
So don't tell me that you need to move in together before marriage. You know, if your person doesn't believe marriage, whatever. Do whatever you got to do. But at the end of the day, this is why it's dumb. And I'm not saying it from personal experience. I mean, well, part of me is. Don't don't get me wrong. Because I've done it twice. I've refused to do it again. Me and my husband, you know, different ballgame. You know, married, that's different. We married now. But before you got married, no. Like, there was no living together. I don't play them type of games. But you guys start living together. You break up. Somebody has to move out. And now think of it like this. If you kept doing that, because trust me, people have had multiple relationships. You keep doing that with multiple relationships. That means you keep cohabitating. You keep moving out. You keep cohabitating. You keep moving out. You know how tiring that is on you, that person, you know, just spiritually and mentally. Like, especially if it's your house, a person keeps moving in and then they got to move out. That's a lot. You put too many spirits around you. You got to be careful about stuff like that. Like, and people are like, well, what if you get divorced? Okay, it's possible for people to get divorced. I would much rather have got a divorce knowing that I did that as opposed to moving in with like seven different freaking people and my spiritual, my spirituality being in an uproar. Like, you don't have to do that. I think people, people just want to, like, this is the thing. People want to just be able to say, like, they want to justify their reasons. We a lot of that's another thing when it comes to relationships that people don't understand why they're trying to figure out why the relationship is not going like the way they want to. Sometimes you guys give too much. You leave nothing for the imagination. Like when Megan said switch my wig, make him feel like he cheating. I felt that. That was a gem for y'all because, yeah, it, it, you're supposed to role play and have fun. I mean, it, it, whatever you're into, because I'm in a lot to a lot of BDSM stuff, you know, certain things, certain stuff be going too far. But <laughs> my point is, is that there was things, there's things I saved for my marriage. Like there's like even before I knew I was ever going to marry him, I said there's just certain things when it comes to sex that no man is ever going to get except for my husband. No man. And it, I kept it that way. And my husband is a very satisfied man. See, that's the thing. Like y'all, y'all give too much away, and you have nothing left to give you or give the person you decide to spend the rest of your life with, whether you're married or not. You have nothing left to give them. You have to. Have, that's like walking around naked. I mean, outside. I mean, because then nobody's gonna like want nobody's gonna care about i mean yeah don't care about it at first and they're, they're gonna play with you for a while but then they're just gonna throw you away because they've already seen it there's no there's nothing left to the imagination you guys have to leave something to the imagination when you guys are dating people giving them everything isn't gonna do anything you know it's just gonna make them not they're gonna they're gonna want you less because they've seen it all they've heard it all with you like you're you're easy and i don't mean easy in a slutty way i'm saying like you've you gave it all to them. If somebody gave you, if a restaurant gave you everything on its menu, you're not, you're probably not, your chances of coming back are going to be very slow, is what I'm saying. Because you've already had everything. So I think y'all should start thinking about that. The more y'all want to give a person, all of you. And that's another thing when it comes to giving yourself the person, have a little for you. Have a little for you. 
love you enough to be like, you know what? I want to spend time with me. I want to give myself all the love on the planet. Cause especially women, we tend to love our man to the point that we don't give ourselves. We love our kids, our man more than we love ourselves to give ourselves something special. And for the people, because I've seen this a lot too, for the people who think that they have to be with a person, like my mom might be like, it just don't work out with her man, then she done because she ain't got time for that no more. Da, 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 da. Like, you know, my mom is 62. And it's like, mom, like, you real life don't have to do all that. Like, you know what I mean? You don't have to, you know, feel like you can't find nobody else or feel like you just, you know, I mean, not saying she's dealing with anything, but I know people who deal with certain things. And I'm like, you don't have to deal with that just because you're older or because you feel like, oh, well, I ain't got too many years left. Listen, I'll be happy as hell in this house with mittens and my future huskies, you know, and my future goats before I sit around and be with a man. And I got to wonder what's going on with you. I got to possibly think you might love me. I got to be up at night thinking, oh my gosh, he out cheating. I, listen, I don't have that to do. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, it's too much. I would much rather sit back and know that the person laying next to me loves me truly, madly, and deeply. Or, like I said, sit back and be like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I'm cool. Like, everybody's not meant to have a partner anyway. I think that's one thing that humans tend to, like, forget. <laughs> People do that before they are ever settled down with a person. It's just life. Everybody's not meant to have a person. You know, and I think the faster we understand that, the faster we'll start caring more about getting ourselves together. Which that, again, you have to get you together before you can be with anybody else. And if you're still, there's two types of getting yourselves together to always tell people. The first one is where you don't need nobody at all. That's just for you and you only because you're not going to, you're going to be in a tornado. You're going to destroy everything in your path. And then there's the get you together where you can have somebody like, it's just, you know, working out some kinks in, with, with you. But everybody's so desperate to have somebody that they'll just go with whatever. So again, the love that you have for other people, you need to have for self. And know that you are special. And if you're a person who's struggling with weight and weight loss and stuff, the key is to just do find what you need, do all the studying you can on it, find out what you need to do to lose it, and just do it. But love the body you're currently in. Because honestly, self-love is the, one of the best ways to help you lose weight. Because you feel better about yourself. You don't hate yourself. You don't you know, feel like, cause you start stressing about it. I'm gonna tell you right now, stress releases cortisol levels and it will make you gain weight. So, cause I had to learn that because I used to be super, super skinny. And then 
I had got on Devo and then all of a sudden it started blowing me up. So, and I was stressed out about that. I got it together though, but so now I'm losing weight faster because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, like exercising and eating right. And, and I have my cheat day on Sunday. And on top of that, you know, I'm loving who I am. Like, because you have to, like I said, or else it's not going to work. You're, you're just, it's never going to be a success. And don't start rushing. Don't start rushing to get any surgery. Just, just lose the weight. So that is all I have for you guys right now. Um, I enjoy speaking with you again. Please share this and tell me what you would like me to talk about if you do have a subject. Um, so again, love you guys. Have a good day. Make great decisions. Bye.